At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. We begin our number two of Big Bets here at South Point Casino and Hotel in Las Vegas. Jamal Shaw, Dave Ross coming at you. We want to give out the pro tip that we had for our number one now that it is, in fact, in the books. And it's something we just talked a little bit about with, with Josh, and I think it's really good information here. Remember tonight's game. And I know, you know, we're, we're kidding about Amazon Prime and yeah. streaming and all those things. But really, because there are many here at the network, yourself, I think a Wes Reynolds Live betting, you're, you're hopping in there, play in, play out. And be careful with tonight's game. It is a streaming service, so the coverage could actually be lagging behind the actual game. So if you're looking at the numbers on your screen and they're not matching up with what you're seeing, remember, streaming services are not fail-proof. Right. They could lag behind, and that could absolutely affect the in-game wager. Absolutely. I would recommend probably waiting until the commercial. Uh, because that'll help you out. Obviously, the end play is going to be ahead, but depending on which way you want to go, you, you're not sure You know what's going to happen next. Obviously, you can kind of gauge it by the number, but still, I think that's something to pay attention to as you move forward and be cautious of. So be careful with, with live betting that tonight because of the streaming service. That is our pro tip for the hour. We're going to try to do one of those every hour across the VEASAN spectrum. So that means at least 20 a day. They're available for VEASAN Pro subscribers only at VEASAN.com. You can sort them out by sport or by show. Very quickly, before we get to the NFL, we do have some baseball in action right now. The White Sox, they're like the Undertaker GIF. Every time we think they're dead, they rise back up, if you like wrestling. <laughs> uh, seven to one right now. The Sox leading the Indi- excuse me, the Guardians in Cleveland. I'm going to do that for a lot, long time. Uh, they're in the top of the six right there. White Sox not dead, 
but they kind of need to get off on the good foot, and this was a big one today. Yeah, what was with that socks? I thought I thought that was more Boston, and is this socks? the white? It yeah. is because you know back then we had the different socks, right? Yeah. And I lived in the uh, close to the South Side. There, it's not in the South Side, but close to. They uh, they love their socks on that side of town. Not cup. You, you don't come from the North Side no. to, to the South Side and root for the socks. So that is a Boston now going into Chicago accent. Got it. I was, they, I was like, okay. All I, my <laughs> accents sound like Sean Connery from The Untouchables. It's, they're not very good. Uh, but do you think they're they're still alive in that division? Uh, the fact that you asked me that now, I think there goes the next chief of police. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, no, I, I unfortunately Fantastic not. Fantastic line. I, I think my um, I think my socks ticket is dead. You know what? <laughs> I got to say this. A friend of mine just sent me a text. I said, hey, we're looking good in this game. He goes, yeah, we got a better shot than the queen right now. (laughs) I said, you're a lying member. Uh, So the Rays, by the way, are going to take on Toronto very quickly. Let's hit on that before they get to first pitch there. Uh, Again, we don't think the the Yanks are going to pull a reverse Bucky Dent. We know how important this series is here for the challengers of New York. But certainly looking like uh, these are going to be two teams we're going to see in the postseason. What do you make of today's matchup? Low total of seven. Yep. Raised a minus a dollar thirty, but plus a dollar sixty if you like him on the run line. Yeah, I played this game under seven. We're about to go in four minutes here. McClanahan coming off the shelf hasn't pitched in fifteen days, but has been dominant in his previous start against Toronto. Dave, and then on the flip side, Gosman's had some struggles of late, but I think against Tampa he can get things on track here. He's also pitched well against them earlier this year. Seven's a low total, but three out of the first four games in this series have stayed under that number. Mm. It was an explosive inning in the seventh and eighth for Toronto in a game that went over, which was seven to two. Um, last night, four to one final, both teams have been scuffling offensively. And the one problem with the Rays is they put up a crooked number in one inning and they can't do anything else. We saw the Cubs last night, put up six against the Mets in the top of the first, Mm -hmm. took the next innings off, eight innings off. And so something just to pay attention to when you're looking at some of these matchups sometimes in terms of how these things play out. Um, but I think with Gosman and McClanahan and in a critical game today, this could be a little bit more of where you play small ball because these are two pitchers that can get, if they get in a groove, can be very effective. Now, I expect Mac to be on a, sh- a pitch count coming off the injury list somewhere between 75 to 80 pitches. Get to the DA's office and stall him. Stall him <laughs> with what? Just do as I say. I think I know where I can find this bookie man. It's a great movie. you got to watch The Untouchables. Let's get to the teams that we think might be the highest scoring teams for the weekend in the NFL and some numbers that correlate with it and, and pick your brain on this one, all. because what's interesting to me is the shortest favorites to score the most points in the NFL this weekend. You ready for this? The Rams. The Rams right now are 5-1, to one, tied with the Raiders also at 5-1. to one. To score the most points. Now, did you watch those offenses in week one? So the Raiders scored, what, 19 in a loss uh, against the Chargers. And the Rams looked inept against Buffalo offensively. But now I get it. You look at the opponents and you say, well, this is what Raiders going to get Arizona. Terrible defense. We saw what the Chiefs did a week ago. And you look at the Rams, it feels like a classic bounce back spot for them. Do you like the shorter favorites? And the Broncos, another team that struggled to score in the red zone, only had 16, two turnovers the one. They're the third betting favorite at plus 850. Would you go with one of the shorter favorites on the board to rebound to who we think they are or go a little bit off the board with some of the longer numbers that we can talk about? Yeah, I, I think you could take a look at it depending on how you see the matchups. Last week in Philadelphia, the highest scoring team at 38 points. Here's one stat that was a little bit surprising from last week, Dave. There were, I'm sorry, the Kansas City Chiefs' highest scoring team at 44. Right. There were only four teams that exceeded 30 points last week. 
It was not it right. The unders yeah. were very much in vogue. Bills at 31, uh, Eagles and Lions 38-35, and then, of course, uh, Kansas City at 44 over the Cardinals. So, um, you know, for me, I would look at the matchup. You sit there. You mentioned the Rams as the favorite here, along with the Raiders. Both of these teams uh, playing home games. We see that the Rams are going to take on the Atlanta Falcons and the Raiders uh, here at Allegiant taking on the Arizona Cardinals. I don't think the Raiders are going to put up as many points. Uh, I know people are saying because of what Kansas City did. Generally speaking, when a team gets embarrassed, you see a much better effort out of that unit the next week. So we'll see how this one goes for the uh, – almost called them Oakland – the Las <laughs> Vegas Raiders on offense. I, Dave, this is not my kind of bet, yeah. so I've never spent that much time on it. Um, so I, I really couldn't give you any kind of advice that would be beneficial. So for me, you know, if you're going to play – you know, good luck on whomever you choose to take. It does feel like a, a bit of a, a needle in a haystack as you're trying to find it. Remember earlier in the week on Monday, I said this week could be the revenge of the overs, right, right. after the unders of yeah. 5 and 11 uh, for the over betters in week one. And on Monday, Amal, we said there were three games in the whole weekend slate that had 50 or more point totals high, over 50. That's down to two. The Monday night game's already come down to 49 for the Titans and Bills. Uh, but the, the, the Vikings and Eagles with a doubleheader, they still remain at 50 and a half. The highest point total on the board is tonight's game, okay, the Thursday night game here. And we just had Josh Applebaum. He likes the under in this game. So before you look at the, the, the team that you think might be the highest scoring team, don't necessarily run to the highest point total and think that's where you're going to find it because I think you can find better value and maybe a bad defense. And ironically, you think maybe one of the worst defenses out there could be the Lions. The commanders are 20 to 1. Well, you read my mind. That's exactly right. You look at Washington at 20 to 1. I think it's a great point, Dave. This team, the one concern I have is Wentz doesn't have the mobility that Hurts had, uh, but can they still be effective? When you look at McLaurin, look at Samuel, I think these guys can move the ball through the air. Terry McLaurin didn't have a great game, but mm-hmm. he had the big touchdown catch that got them back in it. Um, that, that's a perfect example of a game you pointed out, I think, that might surprise some people from what Washington could potentially do offensively. On the flip side, can Detroit have an opportunity to really shine? Because we saw Jacksonville move the ball very well against the um, the, so the, the commanders. commanders' defense. Thank you. No well, question. And I was just going to say, I think you're right. When the, you get more into the midseason, this is a, these kind of markets are really hard to kind of handicap. But yeah. I think they are, you know, if you're going to bet these, I think you look at the longer shots. Yes. And kind of like you guys just said, draw, draw a line of how you could find one of these longer shots hitting. And then, look, you're not betting this with serious money. But at 21 money, if you uh, 21 bet, you want to have a little fun bet for the weekend. I think, it's, I think you could easily, uh, you know, justify doing it in these first few weeks where you're still figuring out teams. You're still learning teams. It's the NFL. There's so much variance week to week in what we see final scores sit at. So I, you know, that one jumped out to me that you guys mentioned Buccaneers 20 to Mm one, you know, do, do they put it together against the saints? Maybe that's one. I would be looking at some, a longer shot to play though. I hear everything you said there, but I'm going to push back with this. If you're doing it for recreation and entertainment, go crazy. But even if you are not say a professional better, you're just a novice, you're starting out, but you want to take it very seriously then to me, don't make cavalier bets. Don't make bets just for action or when you're like, hey, I'm just going to throw 10 bucks on it. Treat the $10 like it's worth more than that because it could potentially be if you run it up. My point is take the bet you think has got the best shot to win, Mm -hmm. and if this is not the type of wager that you like, then don't take it. Find something in a game. I don't care if you're betting $10 on this, even though the odds are far greater and if you hit it, Right, you get $200 on a 20-to-1 shot, or if you put $11 on a straight bet and you'd only win $10. But you know what? That's 21. Now next weekend, you got another 21. You can double it up. 
You can multiply in this thing so quickly if you're just judicious in your selections of how you choose and what you choose. And again, if you like the commanders at 20 to 1 to be that longer shot to hit, yeah. remember they're an underdog in this game against Detroit. You can play the money line because unlike Stephen A. Smith, who, who said that the Chargers last week would score the most points, but he picked the Raiders to win the game, that's impossible. Yeah. That I cannot think. happen. Just, <laughs> just, just want to throw that out there. You can't pick Detroit to win the game and think that the commander is going to score the most points in the league. It just doesn't make sense. Not, not to get on Stephen A., but I think he just kind of misspoke there. Uh, the team to have the lowest scoring total of the weekend. Now, what surprises me here is that the Cowboys aren't the shortest favorite on the board at 9-1. to one. They're still a bit of a longer shot against Cincinnati. The Seahawks, wow. And, by the way, Bears, and I get it, they're playing Green Bay, and we think the, Bear, the, the Green Bay Packers have a good defense. 7-1, 7-1 there. And the Jets, well, the Jets should always be up there. Plus 750 along with the Texans. What do you make of this market very quickly? I, I got to tell you, first of all, I like this far better than the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, I, I don't have a problem taking Seattle. Uh, the Bears against the Packers, that could be one as well. I, I think you look at these first three teams with the Jets, uh, the Bears, and the Seahawks. Um, who do the Texans have on deck? They're at Denver. Yes, um, they, they've got another the, one. They've got the Bronx this weekend. I'm trying to get a quick number on that just to see what the total is. Yeah, because that would kind of give you an indication of where we think uh, the points are going to come from. Uh, very quickly, as I scan my screen, there it is. 46 is the total right now for the Broncos and the I li- Texans. I like the Saints at 18 to one. I think Tampa's going to play better. Remember, they got beat twice last year by uh, New Orleans. They've been, you know, Brady's 0 and 4. Yep. against the Saints in his time down there in Tampa. All right, when we come back, a former first-rounder and a world-class guy here at VEASAN, Mike Pritchard's going to join the program next here on Big Bets on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic, every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. 
I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Horse racing fans, First Bet wants to invite you to enter their free sweepstakes to win a trip to Santa Anita Park on October 6th through the 9th. The grand prize package includes airfare, hotel, tickets to the races, plus a $1,000 betting voucher from First ST Bet. That's one slash ST Bet. Head over to vsun.com slash horses to register now. That sounds like that would be a pretty fun trip. Are you a horse guy? I know a horse has four legs. <laughs> That's about it. But, but, I went to the opening day at Keeneland. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It was it fun? I was well. I was with a group of a hundred people. It was a time we were there for a wedding party. They took everybody. It was unbelievable. But Dave, I didn't make a wager. <laughs> that sounds I, awesome. I, I didn't bet. I don't bet on something if I don't I, know. But I'll tell you what. It was for a guy who's not a horse racing guy. It was my first time ever at the track. Mm-hmm. Amazing experience. Had a ton of fun. It's just it's a great event to be to uh, be at. You used to go to Arlington Park in Chicago with my guy Tim Doyle. Mm-hmm. I thought does he have his own cot there? Never want to bet with Timmy there. We'll, we'll bring him on and discuss that one time. Let's bring in our guy, Mike Pritchard, right now. Of course, the co-host of the Fo- Pro Football Blitz. Uh, follow Mike on Twitter as I do. Pritch, it's always great to have you on, my friend. First and foremost, are you a horse guy? Do you bet the ponies? Ah, uh, the dogs, Dave, from all <laughs> the dogs. Man, we had a track in Denver in Commerce City. Uh, and that was my first introduction to betting, to be honest with you, because I was in college and we used to get up there, take a couple buses to get to Denver from Boulder, man, and uh, place the money on the dogs, right? Uh, but I got to Seattle. I got to Seattle later on in, in life, and I did get to Emerald Downs up there, though. I never placed a bet. That is fascinating. Betting on the dogs and <laughs> the, the dogs, ponies. man. Yep, yep, the dogs. I mean, it. it, it I think it's – well, look, I, I don't know much about horse racing. Um, I think it's a skill associated with it more so than luck, though, isn't it? I would think so, but I think we're three guys here that, well, I just would bet horse number two. That was my whole process because I just right. don't get it. I don't understand it. We've got sharp guys in the network that do. I would never include myself in that conversation. But, Prince, we know yeah. you. We know but you. real quick, though, like yeah. Rich Strike, uh, I was with a, a lady friend of mine uh, uh, hanging out watching the Kentucky Derby, and she saw <laughs> Rich Strike and said that, oh, he's frisky. You got to put money on him. I'm like, babe, I already put the bet in, right? And, and so <laughs> who, who cashes, though? Rich Strike, right? <laughs> so there you go with horse racing. Always listen, to, you know. Always listen to the lady friends. They they yes. tend to know what they're talking about. Prince, right. we know you know what you're talking about when it comes to football. That's for sure. We got a big one tonight, Thursday night football, Kansas City. We've talked a lot about the injury situation here. Keenan Allen will not be able to give it a go, and Harrison Bucker is out. Does that change your handicap of this game at all? It's it got as high as four and a half now, back down to four, and now I'm seeing four and a halfs pop again here with the Chiefs. Here's some late money coming in on KC. Yeah, not really with the kicker. You know, Keenan Allen, maybe a little bit, but I, I think the Chargers can adjust without Keenan. 
uh, out there on the field. They they have Austin Eckler, and that guy is a, a matchup nightmare. Uh, Everett, too, at tight end. He's shown some uh, good things against the Raiders in that opening week. So I, I think the Chargers feel pretty good about what they have offensively. And then the Chiefs, I'm not even thinking about a kicker at this point with the Chiefs in that offense, man. It, they're so efficient right now, guys. And uh, how do you stop them? Who do you stop? I, I guess you could try to take away Travis Kelsey and slow him down. Uh, certainly, uh, he is the guy that is probably the big playmaker now uh, and, and also the guy that you're going to focus in on in the red zone if you're the Chargers. And the Chargers feel like I think they feel like they're up to task for that. So uh, speaking of horse racing, I was thinking that this game could be back and forth. I was looking mm. at the total. Uh, I'm seeing one fifty-three and a half, and a half, mostly 54s, but – uh, I'm considering that uh, to be a play tonight. I mean, I know it's a short week and it's prime time and everybody has mentioned those trends, but these are two teams that worked on each other in the off season as well. Right. Uh, it, it's not so much that the short week of preparation here, uh, these two teams worked on each other uh, for this game uh, throughout training camp. Yeah, you're absolutely right. This is a huge game. I think this is one of the top five games we'll see in the NFL season. I don't know if it plays out that way, but at least on paper, Coming into it, this one should be a terrific matchup. Rich, I want to go a little bit away to a game that I find to be very interesting from a betting standpoint. We talked about this earlier, New England and Pittsburgh. New England now is at two. I'm even starting to see a couple of two-and-a-halves pop up. Are you a bit surprised by this simply based on what we saw to New England's offense, the play calling? What really bothered me, Mike, uh, Mike, I don't know if you saw it or not, twice on fourth and three, they went deep. How about not just a quick out and get a first down, keep a drive alive? Um what do you what do you make of the Patriots? I didn't think the Steelers' offense looked that great, though. Uh, yeah, the Steelers' offense needs to be more aggressive. Them all they they absolutely do. I mean, I, I think Trubisky he's actually in a position where he could lose that position as starting quarterback if he does not become more aggressive. If he doesn't make more plays out there, uh, you you know the fans already want uh, Kenny Pickett. They already do. Uh, so if you're Trubisky, you got to realize, man, I, I gotta I gotta be aggressive. I have nothing to lose uh, right now as a starting quarterback. Uh, with the Steelers. Now I can, I can miss mess it up though. Uh, and I, and I think when you have the weapons that they have, that he has to be more aggressive. I agree with you with new England. Uh, I think new England is realizing in the last few years of losing legends uh, on their offensive side of the ball and Bill Belichick's realizing that you lose uh, Dante Scarnecchia, you know, legendary offensive line coach, you lose Brady, obviously the goat at quarterback. And then you lose Josh McDaniels who helped you win six Super Bowls. So when you lose that many legends on that side of the ball offensively, how are you going to replace that? And so I think New England's looking for that, Amal. I think they're looking for identity and also a philosophy. Uh, I, I saw Miami not even blitz Mac Jones that much, but they got to him. They hurried him. They had a scoop and score. and They just seemed out of rhythm, out of sync when it comes to pass protection. Uh, so I, I look for New England to run the ball a little bit more. Therefore, it's a tighter game. I actually like Pittsburgh. On this matchup, Mac Jones missed practice today, mm -hmm. which on a Thursday, as a former player on a Thursday, that's really when we rehearse our passing game and blitz pickup. And, and so maybe they can do that tomorrow during practice, but uh, it's back-to-back -back road situations too for the Patriots. You brought up a great point that I think most people would be unaware of. If a player is missing a practice on a Thursday, Friday, how do you look at that for A, if they're going to play on Sunday, but also how impactful it is in terms of that unit and their continuity? Right. Well, it's an illness, so we don't know what the illness is. I mean, maybe he gets a mental rep, but you're getting a mental rep with a new offense and a new philosophy that's undetermined at this point. 
so I think it's I think it's big news. Uh, like I said, on, on Thursdays we're putting in blitz pickup. We're putting we're putting in all kind of looks, and they're facing Blitzburg, by the way. Hmm. Uh, and so on the cards, and so you got the backup quarterback looking at all that. So on Friday they're going to have to go back and do that again. On top of get ready for two minute, get ready for situational football too. So the workload increases on a Friday. What that is typically a half day. So uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, the, the injury report again, the practice report on Friday about this game. But you mentioned it's ticking up. I mean, I, I like I like the Steelers even more in this matchup. I got to tell you, I love having these conversations with with Pritch, taking us inside those huddles, uh, what practice looks like as you get closer and closer to game day. And I want to switch the focus to Dallas. And this might be like a therapy session for yours truly, <laughs> as a former first rounder. You know, you got a guy there in C.D. Lamb, who was another former first-rounder now for the Cowboys, but you got a backup yeah. quarterback in Cooper Rush. The numbers ticked up seven and a half now for the Bengals over the Cowboys. I'm surprised it didn't shoot up to as, as high as nine. What do you make of the number, and what do you make of the quarterback-receiver duo now that Dak is out for Dallas? How can they possibly make that mesh during a week that there's a lot of consternation down there in Big D? Oh, man, Dave, I wish I could give you some positive therapy here, man, but I can't because this is the worst situation for the Cowboys. It's There's no continuity. There's no chemistry with the backup quarterback. They cut all the backup quarterbacks, man. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything was worked on in the offseason with Dak, if you're CeeDee Lamb. Uh, you know, and it, the, the fortunate part, I think, maybe, is that you had continuity and chemistry with the backup receivers who are now starters. And I... I just don't know how that went uh, in training camp. Like you can go back and watch some preseason stuff if you want to. I think the biggest issue, though, with the Cowboys is Kellen Moore and a lack of identity. You know, we're going to run the ball more. Uh, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. And then now you have to rev up the passing game, and you can't. Uh, so they have to be clever with personnel. I think Pollard needs to be on the field more. They 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 have to be very very creative. Uh, and also, you got to find out what Rush is comfortable with. You know, in the game situation, and and so you're doing that on a week of preparation against a Super Bowl participant. Uh, so yeah, I, I I think the line is representative of that. Uh, to be honest with you, fellas, I I just don't know how Dallas wins this game. I mean, big numbers are big numbers. Cincinnati has their own issues, and I think from a teaser standpoint, maybe Cincinnati could be something you look at. But uh, I, I can't back the Cowboys in any way in this matchup, though. I completely agree with him. And Mike, I thought you brought up a great point about Kellen Moore. Dave's been beating that drum yes. for a while here, saying if you're mm-hmm. Mike McCarthy, you're eventually going to get canned. Why not you? Why don't you start calling the plays because you did it in Green Bay? Right, right. I, I think that could be great as well. But you got McCarthy who is stuck in his ways as a play caller too. But I mean, I, I think both of them are scrambling defensively. Dallas is okay. They, I mean, they have a, a playoff caliber defense. We saw that on Sunday night, but. Uh, they got to get into some type of rhythm offensively. And I, I, I think that's going to be tough, uh, certainly trying to prepare for Cincinnati. Yeah, I don't know if that conversation helped at all. But, 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 but. <laughs> How about those horses? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Prince, love having you on, my friend. Uh, enjoy the game tonight on a Thursday night. We'll catch up with you again next week. Hey, good luck. Sounds great, fellas. Uh, he's the best. Mike Pritchard. Uh, again, follow him all over the network and, and check out his show. Uh, it is the Pro Football Blitz here on the weekend. When we come back, some more NFL talk and also dip our toe into college as well. Come on back. It is Big Bets on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. 
Start your football season off on the right foot by subscribing to VEASAN Pro. Get full access to everything we do, including our daily picks at a glance, recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show host and guests, 24-7 video season prep, including our weekly college and pro football matchup guides covering every game all season long. Pro tools like our exclusive betting splits and pro tips updated every hour with actual insights to help up your betting game. Sign up for a discounted football special and get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only $175 or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all season long. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all of your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Back alongside of Shaw, I am Dave Ross. We roll on here with Big Bets on a Thursday. We are close to Thursday Night Football, but also very close to college football and I want to get to some of your plays on Saturday or some of your leans that you might have. And we'll start in the top 25. And let's start off with a new number one, which, as you said, should have been the old number one. Right. But they have now officially taken over the top spot in the AP poll. That would be Georgia land 25 at South Kakalaki. Now, I have an affinity for Beamer Ball. Yep. Shane now mm-hmm. is the, the guy there in South Carolina. Didn't take the Virginia Tech job, which surprised me when it was open to go back and follow in his father's footsteps. But what do you make of this number here, 25 and or the spread, which is 55 and a half? What do you make of the dogs on the road against South Carolina? That's an interesting number here. Uh, it's going to be tough for the South Carolina team that just doesn't defend particularly well. Um, that's the one area I have concern. I think Stetson Bennett and company should be able to move the ball effectively. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't touch this game day, but uh, this was an interesting matchup. You have a conference road game. You know, Columbia's traditionally been a good home field advantage when South Carolina's going pretty well. Loud crowd there at uh, williams Bryce, but going to go with the dogs. They continue to roll. I didn't play this game. I wouldn't lay the 25, but look at a first half line if you can get it under 14. All right, so maybe Georgia comes out early, pulls off the dogs uh, against it, South Carolina. I'll tell you right now, dogs have a Two potential hiccups, one being against um, Kentucky Mm. in Lexington and the other one potentially down in Jacksonville against Florida because of the rivalry. Other than that, this team is cruising, and they can go ahead and start making those hotel reservations somewhere in Buckhead getting ready for the the game against Alabama in the SEC title game. Do they still call it the world's greatest outdoor cocktail party, or is that now like somehow deemed – too much. I I don't I don't know. I still call it that. So for me, that's what it is. I believe you are correct, Dave. It's still I, the world's greatest outdoor cocktail. No, no, no. Oh, they I, don't I believe they axed it because it was inappropriate or whatever. Inappropriate? Are you kidding I don't me? Know they and, call are it you now. kidding me? This country's got a drinking problem. We're going to say it's inappropriate. <laughs> to call it a cocktail party. Whatever. How about the same thing as what? The, it was the Red River shootout. Shootout. Red, Red, Red River. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I I want to tell I, you what they used to have the uh, the. The Lowry's Beef Brawl? Let me tell you something. They'd have these linemen. You'd have people in there eating. Oh, it was unbelievable to watch. It's just amazing. what I, I, I can't old, even keep old, up. Old linemen from UT and OU. It was pretty neat to a see. A Beef Brawl. Yeah, like on Tuesdays, they have, it was a um, big – this is all these events in Dallas that week, and that's why I always say to people, if you haven't been, go to the, go to the game between Florida and Georgia. Texas OU, to me, is about as good as it gets. Wow. A neutral site game, half crimson and cream, half burnt orange. It's amazing. How much can you eat like that? Would you get into a beef brawl? Well, being a uh, vegan, oh, no, yeah, I wouldn't. You wouldn't fare well. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. <laughs> number 12 BYU against number 25 Oregon. Look, you know, you look at Oregon now with uh, Mary Cristobal, long gone, Dan Lanning's taking over that program. I get it. Betters might still have that Georgia game stuck in their brain, and for good reason, right? Because it, it hurt if you took. Oregon in that one. Now you got to lay three and a half against BYU coming off that game against Baylor. What do you make of this matchup? 
Yeah, I'm mad that this game is taking place the week after they played a physical Baylor team. I think you got to give the edge to the Ducks here. Austin Stadium, one of the great venues in college football. Mm. Loud crowd, even though they only hold about mid-50s in terms of attendance. But Oregon needs a good bounce-back spot. I think they can do it here. I wish Sataki's team was coming off of a situation in which they played some kind of tune-up like Oregon did against Eastern Washington. I think it's going to be a tough spot. You had that overtime game. Um, you get that emotional win. Now you got to come back. And here's the big thing that really concerns me. It was a very physical game. Mm-hmm. Now you turn around, you got to play Oregon. This is another one I'm looking forward to watching, uh, but not a game I'm going to touch here. Not three and a half, and again, you got to bet on Bo Nix if you want to bet on Oregon. Fair, fair point. <laughs> Dave, renamed to the River City Showdown five years ago. Wait, wait, wait. Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Yeah, oh, which, Jacksonville. which one is that? That's the Jacksonville yeah, matchup? Florida, Georgia. It's called I, what? I don't even know if I've, the, heard, I've heard that. And River apparently City. It happened five years ago. Never heard it. It's been for five years? Yeah. You're oh in, if you're in Duval, you probably know it. That's about it. Duval. <laughs> Number 22, Penn State <laughs> against Auburn. War Eagle. <laughs> this one is going to be an interesting one. Look, we've talked a lot about the venues. You, yeah. you mentioned earlier in the week that this is one of your favorite venues, that a real home field advantage exists down there in Auburn. Yeah, I know a lot of people like to go to different uh, venues around the country. You haven't been. Jordan Hare, Don on the Plains, Auburn, beautiful campus. Great place to check out a football game. Uh, this is a place that I would definitely go. Uh, to me, though, 3.30 start, not quite the advantage that Auburn would have it if it's a night game, mm-hmm. but um, I, I don't know, Dave. I'm leaning towards the Nittany Lions here. Mm-hmm. Look, i got to tell you, uh, every game you're going to ask me is a lean because mm-hmm. I think this is the worst betting card in college football I've seen in a long wow. time. I'm in a bunch of contests, and I'm like, I don't even know who to pick. <laughs> I, I'm like, uh, there's a couple of shows I do tomorrow. i got to give out a pick, and I'm like, I really genuinely don't know who to take. I don't love too much at all this weekend. Nothing where I'm like, yo, this is a hammer play. Right, and so again, Penn State with that rough one at Purdue on the road earlier in the year, yep. and now they're going to go on the road again. Boy, they are, let's say this, they're playing some, wait, look, in, in conference you got to play on the road. We get that. But this is one you didn't have to schedule, and you're going to go down there as a small three-point favorite. Yeah, this is a return trip from a couple of years ago. We saw yes. um, Auburn come up to State College. Great night game there for the whiteout. But give both of these teams credits for scheduling this game. This is one that neither of them needed to do based on the conferences they play in. And so both play, in in my opinion, the first and second t- toughest divisions in college football, the SEC West and the Big Ten East. Very quickly, to that point, and, and uh, I got on Twitter last night, and we were discussing it briefly on Twitter. We're being told that the SEC is telling Tennessee and I believe Alabama to not schedule Oklahoma on these non-cons. And uh, my guy, Matt Hayes, who does a great job covering college football, he said, if you read between the tea leaves here, that means we could be set up for the new college football playoff system, not in three years, not in four years, not in five Next year, did you read between the lines a little bit with the SEC saying stop scheduling these out-of-conference games? Yes, it's interesting. Um, You know, I didn't pay that much attention to it simply because, to me, I'm like, you know what, they'll make a decision when they see the money is proper. They'll they'll all of a sudden somehow find a way to get this thing resolved. So that's interesting how it's going to play out. We'll see how that plays out. What those are, they're situations. So it's Georgia and Tennessee. What they have have booked were home and homes with Oklahoma. So the back end of those those, uh, those games, I think, are supposed to be at Georgia and Tennessee. So I think the SEC doesn't want to – I think they know that Texas and Oklahoma are going to be in the SEC at that point. So Mm -hmm. they're potentially adding an additional SEC 
game on the schedule. So I think I don't know what I read some of that yesterday. It just sounds like it all needs to be reworked. The deals, which I think is logical, uh, with those te- two teams shifting the com- in conferences. So I'll see when those become official. But that did raise some antennas, and we've heard news about the college football playoff expanding. Maybe that expansion does come sooner rather than later. We'll see if that plays into it. Very quickly, uh, Texas Tech on the road. Don't turn your back on the Wolfpack. NC State's going to lay 10 now against the Red Raiders. Uh, The total, 55.5, is intriguing to me because I think we're going to get some points here. What do you make of this matchup? Yeah, I like NC State here at home. I think Devin Leary and company, Jordan Houston, should be effective. I'm not necessarily a big fan of guns up. You know, Dave, they were very fortunate. Give them a ton of credit. They executed a fourth and 20 to be able to beat Houston, but – the one thing I would point out is I, I thought the Cougars should have been able to get off, get off the field in that spot. Didn't do it. I think NC State at home, uh, they play better than they did against East Carolina. I like the Wolfpack here to cover the 10. Uh, we talk about this a lot when you see ranked teams on the road against unranked teams, but yet the ranked team, the unranked team yeah. might be the play. Number 11, Michigan State. Sparty's going to go up to Washington. And mm-hmm. another one of your places, top five home field advantages. And look at the number. 11th-ranked Michigan State is getting three-and-a-half on the road against unranked Washington. Yeah, this is a pretty good opportunity for Kalen DeBoer's team to really get back in the mix and start recreating that energy at UW that we saw a couple of decades back. Uh, You know, when you go back to the dogfather, Don James, and, of course, Rick Newhouse on that Rose Bowl run. But uh, Michael Penix, understand the Indiana transfer, transfer. Remember, he played for DeBoer as the OC at IU. I think he can be very effective here. I know a lot of people around Washington, Dave. I'm taking a wait-and-see approach in Mm. this game. I'm going to stay off of this one here. Uh, very quickly, because before we go to break, UTSA is going up against number 21, Texas. Texas yeah. is back. Uh, they are now, after that one-point defeat against Alabama, they're going to lay 12 against the Roadrunners. Is there trouble lurking here? Yeah, there is, and I would go with the Roadrunners here. Big letdown spot for Texas after that game. And then UTSA, this is not their Super Bowl. This is a decade's worth of Super Bowls, having the opportunity to play the big state school uh, right up the road there, up Interstate 35. I'm telling you, Dave, every seat that they got, UTSA will have sold out their allotment for this game. Very quickly, Texas on to the third-string quarterback. Is that correct for this one, or, or how are they playing this out? This one, I expect Card to play, and then depending on his injury situation, it'll go from there. Okay, so keep an eye on that quarterback situation. Uh, obviously, with, with uh, Ewers out for quite some time there yeah. for Texas. When we come back, we'll try to run down some more in college football. But again, look ahead to Thursday night, maybe some props that we see out there on the board. Come on back. Big Bets on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Kick off the football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for every line boost and special. Lace up for week two and beyond with Bet, Bet Rivers Parlay Insurance and Touchdown Insurance offers every single Sunday, all season long. Build a parlay of at least four legs, and if it loses, get your stake back as a free bet up to $25. Wager on any player to score the first touchdown on Sunday Night Football. Get your money back as a free bet if that player scores at any time during the game. Head to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app. It is a whole new game. Wrapping up our Thursday edition of Big Bets here on Vston alongside Amal Shaw. I'm Dave Ross. We want to talk about Wong Teasers. It is our pro tip for hour number two. They are a profitable strategy. You should re- learn them and learn about them, but they are not the only way to play teasers. Remember, it's your money, but it is you can do with it the way you want. But Wong Teasers them all. For those that are not familiar, how does exactly that work? Yeah, this is a system created by Stanford Wong, um, a guy who was really, you know, wrote a book on sharp sports betting and talks about a playing a two team teaser, which is between seven and a half point favorite and eight and a half. And then an underdog who's getting one and a half and two and a half points. So that is the way you can play those yeah. long teasers. They can be very profitable, but again, there are many different ways to tease. So do it with your money at your own peril. That is our pro tip for the hour. We do one every hour here across the VEASAN spectrum. That means at least 20 a day. They're available by VEASAN, uh, only for VEASAN Pro subscribers and only at VEASAN.com. You can sort them out by sport and by show. Thursday Night Football, I told Kelly during the break, I have not played it yet. I will be playing the Chargers right now. That hook is back up to four and a half. Oh, is it really? So I'm going to take that four and a half. I know Josh Applebaum, we had him on in hour number one. He likes the Chargers as well. I felt like Mike Pritchard, when I get the guys on our network that kind of agree with where my head's at, I feel much better about firing. doesn't mean it's going to win, but it does give me a little bit more confidence. I am going to play that four and a half right now. That total is at 54 and a half. I think Mike and, and Josh might be at opposite ends there. I know Josh is going to play the under. Pritch kind of leans to the over, and this one might go ahead and eschew that and play the Chargers. I do think the kicker with Harrison Bucker could come into play. Now, 
it does mean that you have the propensity for Kansas City to go for it more, which we'll find out how that plays out. But they do have a different kicker coming up from the practice squad. So it's not like they're going to have to roll out a position player or anything like that. They're going to be equipped to handle the, the absence of Bucker. But I will play the Chargers here four and a half. Any leans your way? Uh, no, not on this one. Uh, but, you know, I thought you brought up a great point about Brandon Staley earlier when we were talking to Josh Applebaum is his propensity to go for it can be a huge benefit to you on an over, but also it could be detrimental to you no as doubt. well. Because if they don't convert, now you're leaving points on the field that you could have gotten potentially. I totally agree. And look, Hopkins is their kicker for San Diego, for, for LA, and former guy in DC. And by the way, if you had the over last week in the Raiders' second half, Hopkins missed a 40 some odd yard field goal, which would have made that total go over. Yeah. So maybe there's a lack of confidence there. Like, that's, see, to me, that's okay. Like, I was very harsh on Brandon Staley last year. If your decision making as a head coach is because you don't trust your kicker, I get it. I'm cool with that. But like you made the point about Bucker, they trust Bucker, and that dude has come up big for them. Now they don't have him in this game. Will it affect some of the other props that are out there? Because now, if you have more of the propensity to go for it, if you don't trust your kickers here in this scenario, you look at the the, the quarterback prop, which is always the one that most people are going to play, and it it should be noted that that doesn't mean that's what you should play, right? right? Look at the numbers here. Mahomes almost got to get the three bills, two ninety six and a half. Herbert, you got to get 282 and a half. And those are juiced to the overs. Minus 135 for Herbert, minus 125 for Mahomes. It doesn't mean you get the overs, but we do expect a lot of passes to go and trust your quarterbacks. And these might be in the shortest list of guys you do trust. Yeah, career averages. Patrick Mahomes averages 301 per game. Justin Herbert at 290 or 291, somewhere in that range. So really an opportunity. If you look at these numbers, you expect both teams to be able to flourish through the air. Uh, this is going to be a fun game to watch again, though. I think even though the in-play is going to be a bit of a lag when you're watching on Amazon Prime, I do believe there'll be some opportunities during the commercial break. Uh, you can gauge how the game's going. Let's say, for example, we get off to a slow start, Dave. Now, all of a sudden, you get a number in the mid-40s. Good opportunity to go over. A um, couple of quick touchdowns, and all of a sudden, game gets stagnant. Remember, we saw it on Monday night. They scored, what, 30 points in the first half, needed 14 in the second three. half? Yeah, three points in the second half. So, you know, generally speaking, respect what the original number is because it's going to revert back to what it is and, and use that as your kind of your measuring stick. I think it's a great point you bring up to them all that you could have, if you, if you back the over in the Monday night game, mm-hmm. and let's say you played the first half, you easily cash that ticket. Right. Then you could come in possibly for that middle spot with that number dropping. It's the same type of equation you could play tonight, depending on how the game starts off. Even if it starts off like gangbusters, like the Monday night game is, that could be a good opportunity to come back in on the under. Absolutely right. So again, those are type of mechanisms that are out there to, to either look for middles or at least as you will do them all, which is very smart, take a profit. Yeah. It, it, if you can find it, depending on how the type of game uh, that we see tonight, let's get to some, some rushing props out there. Cause the things you don't think about with these two teams is running the football, right? But Austin Eckler, and we talked about it with Mike Pritchard the guy is just, he's dynamic. And I say only you got to get to 54 rushing yards for Eckler to hit that. The problem is that, they use him in the pass game a lot, too. So you yeah. look at the prop for rushing and receiving for Eckler. Now it's getting a little bit steep. you got to get to 95 to cash that over at minus $1.15. The same for Edwards Alaire for Kansas City. 47.5 pure rushing. But you look at the, the combination, boy, that's a little bit sexier to me at 66.5. Because that says they could bottle him up with the run game, but he can bust one on the outside and maybe get to that over. 
Dave, that's an excellent point. And look, the longer run, realistically, is going to come in the screen game. So you have an opportunity. He gets a great screen pass. He goes for 24, 25 yards. Now you've taken care of the passing yardage situation. And if Kansas City is playing from in front, he's going to get more opportunities late in the game to be able to work the clock, run the ball. So uh, excellent point you make in terms of if you're looking at taking uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at over uh, 66 combined yards. I think you'd probably look at the – I would take the rushing and receiving yards if you're going to go over as opposed to the 47.5 on him on the rushing total by itself. I think so, the one concern with him, just to, just to point out real quick, from la- the last game, he did not lead the Chiefs with rush attempts. Even uh, They had the rookie Pacheco Isaiah, out there. Pache- yeah, from uh, uh, Rutgers. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's one thing to keep in, mi- keep in mind, at least, when, when you're talking to him on overs. I was actually looking at maybe playing uh, Edwards and Laird tonight on and under on those rushing what? yards. Uh, and then – you know, over on the Chargers side, Austin Eckler, I would I would expect to be involved heavily in the passing game with no Keenan Allen tonight. Yes. I, I think you'll see a lot of him. I, I would agree with you there on the Eckler point you make. But the other thing is, look, the reason why I say the overs on these, because most people, when they're watching these games, they want to see offense. They're not like me where they're like in baseball. Hey, I love the futility. I mean, you know, you don't want to sit there and go, yeah, he got two yards. To make an out than it is yeah. to, to well, that's <laughs> Dave just gave away the number one secret. Look. The failure rate in baseball is seventy-five percent. If you are, you're a Hall of Famer if you're successful thirty percent of the time. Dave hit the nail on the head. It's just easier to make outs, kids. <laughs> it really is. I know we want offense all the time, but it's not always the most advantageous way to gamble. Uh, when you look at the player props receiving wise here, and again, no Keenan Allen. So look at the numbers now for Josh Palmer. Yeah, forty-six and a half. Right, we know he's talented, but that. Feels like a big number. Mike Williams, obviously, is, is the number one target now, certainly with Allen out. you got to get to 68 if you like the yards. The receptions is five, uh, and that, again, is, is juiced to the over minus an hour 60. Do you, do you look down the board to a Jared, uh, Gerald Everett, the talented tight end at 40 and a half, or as, as Kelly just alluded to, Austin Eckler at 37 and a half out of the back? I, I, to me, I think Austin Eckler is the wild card here. I think he's going to have a potentially big game. I, I thought Kelly brought up a great point with the injury. Josh Palmer is very capable. But I think Austin Eckler is a little bit more of a proven commodity and a guy Justin Herbert trusts. Third and three, third and four screen game. He's, you know, he's shifty. He gets that ball in space. He can be very dangerous. Should be a lot of fun to see him tonight. And 37 and a half is his, his number. I, I got a question about the, the Chiefs and their receiving props. Yeah. Ah, look, I get it with Kelsey. You got to get sure. to 77 and nail that. We get it with Juju at, at almost, you got to get to 56 to hit that. Valdez Scantling, uh, 43 and a half is his prop. What's up with Mecole Hardman? Because I look at him coming out of Georgia, and they said, you know, the cheetah, there's nobody faster than the cheetah. Hardman would give him a great rate. I don't know who's faster, but we know he can, can do that. Can they? Is he not skilled enough to be used in the cheetah role? He, he's not. Look, he's, he's got great, great straight line speed, but yes. I thought the thing with uh, Tyreek Hill is his quickness. Miko Hardman is not even on the same planet as uh, Tyreek Hill when it comes to quickness and shiftiness. Uh, he's a solid receiver. I just don't think – I never – when he came out of Georgia, to me, Pickens has probably been their best receiver. Jermaine Burton transferred. I, I would not have had Hardman as one of their top guys the last several years coming out. And it feels like, again, if you go get the prop for Hardman, it, it, only 35 and a half. Yeah. Well, that's like one big play, right? But look at the, the receptions prop, three and a half. Juice to the under. Like, it, it stuns me. Minus twenty. by the way, if you think it's going to go under three and a half receptions. Mahomes – it's not like he's a first. It was his third year. Yeah. Like this is a guy for whatever reason, he's just not getting the volume that you would expect in the third year of the same offense. I would agree with you there. I, I tell you one thing though, you play some of these, the ones I was looking at was uh, Smith Schuster under five and a half catches. Um, 
It's, it's always great because every time the ball's not thrown the guy's way and it's a running play, you're like, oh, this is great. And then when the Chargers have the ball, you don't even have to worry about it. So that could be some different ways to handicap uh, some of those prop scenarios. All right, kids, we begin week number two of the NFL in a matter of hours. I want to thank, uh, of course, Josh Applebaum and Mike Pritchard for joining the program today. Don't go anywhere because the final countdown is up next year on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.